0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode 6 of the First and 10 podcast. As always, I'm Mike Clement, and we're in the usual setting here. Um, Cage's basement. Cage is alongside me to my left, as always. Everything is all good in the hood. So, uh, Cage, you want to say hello to our viewers? <laughs>
1: Hello world, uh happy holidays. It's a spirit for giving, the spirit for hope. hope yeah, wait, it...
0: is this is this our Christmas episode or I mean holiday episode? This is yeah. how we
1: don't assume holidays. This is yeah. our holiday episode. This is Michael. our holiday episode. Well, would next week be our holiday episode? No, holidays have passed. Well, this... I mean if you're you're just calling
0: holiday Christmas at this point. Christmas will have passed, <laughs> but like New Year's will be coming up. After Let's that. call this
1: the official First Intent holiday episode. Okay, this is our holiday episode. Season's greetings, everyone. Season's greetings. You know. Yuletide Carol. Happiness um, is in the air. Yeah, happiness Wait, is in there. You we're, know, we're
0: done with finals now. We're we're free men for a little while.
1: Browns are still in the playoffs. Hopes
0: they are. The Patriots lost again, which I mean isn't. Really, All right, well, happiness but, for me isn't happiness the air, for you, not happiness <laughs> for me. But, but it's it's anyways, a great
1: time. Yeah. So Michael, you're you're done with finals. Yes, ready? Uh, you, you ready are, for break?
0: Yeah, you're you're done with finals as well. Oh my god, I am.
1: That's right. I forgot about yeah. that.
0: And I mean, because we've been done with finals, we've had some time to you know put into our our child, the podcast here. Um we have finally gotten onto Apple Music and Spotify, which is huge for us.
1: Round of applause! Yes, round, round of, of applause. applause. Um,
0: so we're going to be sending those links out on our Twitter and Facebook. Our Twitter is first and ten, the number ten, and, and written out. And um, I think Pod is after that, yep. so it's first and ten Pod altogether. And our Facebook, if you just look, first and ten like the and symbol and the numbers. And that is
1: also what our Apple and Spotify is. Um, if you're obviously watching us on Apple and Spotify, then I guess you don't need to know. But yeah, it is a first and then the and symbol and then the number 10 for Apple and Spotify. We'd greatly appreciate if you guys start checking us out on there. Leave us reviews, write us, uh, rate us five stars. It would help us out a lot in the long run. We're super happy to have even made this step to Apple and Spotify. It's a big step and we know that we'll be able to garner more viewers and interest with this source now but uh, yeah, I am really excited it's been a pretty eventful I guess week 15 Michael it
0: was pretty eventful I mean if you take out the fact that the Patriots got shellacked well but, um, you know the,
1: enough about this isn't a Patriots podcast but yeah I mean I don't know a lot of teams kind of got eliminated from the playoffs so I guess that makes it eventful yeah the
0: Giants Bucks Falcons Packers, Packers all the um, bottom bangles
1: Broncos um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, the bottom feeders are out, but I feel like it's you know we mentioned last week. I f- a lot of teams were kind of playing for pride, and they, there were a lot of teams still in the playoff race last week. I just feel like the outcomes of this week kind of just ripped like half of those teams out and threw them into the pride bin.
0: Yeah, I know for a fact the Patriots losing was not good for the Browns because now they can't win the division. And yeah,
1: it'll be a lot tougher. We'll go into exactly how the Browns. Get into the playoffs in yeah. our new, what well, our official new segment, um, the Front Office Roundtable, we'll be calling it. Yeah. So, where we, you know, we've had our weekly segments every week and our discussions. We're officially given a nice little label. Stick that name on there, the Front Office Roundtable. Book it. <laughs> Book it. Michael <laughs> yeah. and I take the seats as if we're GMs in the league because, you know, we could probably be GMs in the league, we'd like to think, yeah. at least in Madden, right? Uh,
0: yeah, in Madden, I'm, I'm good enough to be a GM, but I mean, when it comes around to contract time, I always kind of stop playing <laughs> but anyway um quick couple things happening from week 15 because of the patriots losing because of the browns can no longer clinch the afc north they now have a 0.9 chance to clinch a playoff berth
1: still a chance though
0: the patriots on the other hand going i keep talking about the Patriots. All you right? do yeah this yeah, is, yeah i haven't even good.
1: said anything michael is just still in a Patriots sad boy yeah, mode right they, now they've
0: lost back-to-back december games and this is the first time they've lost two games in december since 2002 which is crazy. Years later, 16
1: yes. years later, they finally lost two back-to-back December games. Yeah. You know the last time the Browns lost back-to-back December games, last December <laughs> Last year and <laughs> the December before that and the December before that. Jeez. Um, but yeah, also, you know, Nick Foles is back, Michael. Nick Foles is back. He's he's literally like
0: I don't know if like the NFL is just going to start like implementing like two quarterbacks per team to like j- I mean, two like starting caliber quarterbacks on the other hand. I mean, it's just like What, now, like, Nick Foles is, like, a closing pitcher for the Eagles now. Yeah,
1: they're just, they they have him sit nice and neat on the bench for 15 weeks, and they're like, all right, Nick, time to win us another Super Bowl, let's go, Get put the helmet on, ready to go, Carson Wentz, you're done for the year, nice job. (laughs) Like, it's so weird, like... It's almost literally deja vu, and it's against the Rams, too, that this is happening. It's really funny, but Nick Foles, as of now, is a starter with Wentz being injured again. No one knows if he'll be actually put down for the season. They're saying it's a three-month recovery period, but as of now, the Eagles are still hoping that he can play.
0: I mean, yeah, I hope he does come back, Carson Wentz, because, I mean... He he had, like, a MVP season last year and lost it all because he got hurt. Yeah. And he was doing okay this year. And, I mean, he was starting to get, like, hot again. He was like, I mean, I think if he had stayed healthy, the Eagles would be in a lot better of a situation than they are in right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, hopefully Carson Wentz can keep playing, but it's, it's good to know, at least if you're an Eagles fan, that you have Nick Foles who is... Just as good of a starting quarterback. Well, not just as good, but a good starting quarterback who can at least hopefully make your team clinch that playoff spot, which will be a tough race, like we kind of mentioned in our last week's episode, if you want to check that out. If you missed it, uh, I would say kind of like the last big headline this week is that the Bears clinched the NFC North.
0: Shout out to the Bears. The Bears. The The Bears Bears. are
1: back. They clinched the NFC North. uh, First time since 2010, and they also, in doing so, eliminated the Packers from the playoffs which the Packers now have had their first back-to-back, no playoff seasons in a very long time. Yeah, I think the Packers are going to undergo some
0: rebuilding now. Yeah. McCarthy's out. Their team, other than Rodgers and, like, Devontae Adams, are in, like, shambles.
1: It's, it, yeah, they they do not have a good team right now, and it'll be tough to see. Aaron Jones they put on IR recently. Yes. There's been talks about if they're just going to shut kind of uh, Aaron Rodgers down, which, you know, if you don't know what a lot of teams do, In these situations, like on Johnson on the Lions was put on IR, is once a team season is over, there's really no point in having your, you know, your star playmakers who are battling injuries keep playing. Because what's the point? They'd rather get them healthy and 100% for next season. So a lot of these teams out of the hunt are kind of like putting down to rest a lot of their big players so they can be healthy for next year. Like we're seeing, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to do that. He's kind of openly said, no, I want to finish the season. We'll see. I mean, there really is no point to him not finishing the season. There's two games left. May as well just help his case.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. He's getting he's getting paid the big bucks to, yeah. to be that bad, bad man. So, he, he's he got to at least finish it out just to give the Packers just like a little bit of
1: hope. A little bit of hope. Less hope than, you know, my Browns have. Yeah, so. <laughs> who are playing big games in December. First time as a Browns fan, I can say that. But... I digress. This isn't a Browns and Patriots podcast. Well, I mean that
0: is a good segue because that leads us into our front office. office, Yes, front office roundtable. We're going to be talking about the AFC playoff race today um, because last week we talked about the NFC playoff race, and I feel like this week the AFC playoff race has kind of got. It's become more of like a. It's it's become a
1: lot close. Last week, I mean, it was kind of. There were a lot of teams last week. Yeah. Last week, the Broncos and Bengals were still in it as well as the Ravens, the Colts, the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Browns. So it, there were a lot more teams. They kind of weeded out those two, like the Broncos and the Bengals, kind of Michael and I said last week. We could tell they weren't making the playoffs, so they're officially eliminated. And you kind of got this weird, honestly, I'm going to call it like a four and a half head race because the Browns are like that half ahead, where like they're in it. But like we'll kind of talk about at this discuss this roundtable discussion they're in it by some crazy mathematical reason yeah where the Colts, the Ravens, the Titans and Dolphins are all like one game back from being in the wild card spot.
0: Yeah so I mean going down the line right now, Kansas City is sitting pretty at number one in the AFC. They're 11 and three. The Texans are not too far behind. They're one game behind the Texans and New England's one game behind the Texans. And but the, it, it's literally all just a game behind for the first four like seeds.
1: Well, not even though they, it is, but the fifth seed, the Chargers, are eleven and three.
0: Yeah, and so uh, they have a shot this week to if, clinch the AFC West, I believe, it, or at least have a better shot at it. If, if the
1: Chargers win this week in the in the Chiefs lose, which is very possible since the Chiefs have to travel to Seattle, the Chargers move from the fifth seed to the one seed. Yeah. Which That's... is crazy. They'll move literally from having to travel to Pittsburgh to hosting a game and having a buy.
0: And imagine like because StubHub Stadium is no longer going to be called that like after this year. It's not gonna even be like yeah. It's going to be like Health like Solution whatever like something. It, it sounds like a like a Triple A baseball team stadium, but like they they have a very good shot right now at hosting.
1: The playoffs. <laughs> the AFC playoff picture, as crazy as it is with only two weeks left, is so unorganized. The Patriots could very well finish the season with the first run. Like, nothing is set in stone right now, which is kind of crazy because of how, like, and even in the hunt, like, the Ravens are sitting at 8 and 6, but they have to go to LA and then play Cleveland. Both very tough games. If they even lose one and the Colts win one, they move out of it, and the Colts almost guarantee themselves the sixth seed
0: same thing with the Titans the Titans are also eight and six just like the Colts and Ravens and they're they're playing Washington and Indy both at home yeah the rest of the season so if they can knock Indy out in week 17 they could have I mean they could be maybe that that game could put them into the playoffs the
1: Colts could be back and not the Colts I apologize the Titans could be back in the playoffs I I will say the bottom two teams the Dolphins and Browns They're definitely the ones on the thinnest ice. Neither team can lose a game going out. Um, The Dolphins would have to win out with the Titans, Colts, and Ravens all losing one. Dolphins do play Jacksonville and Buffalo. It is possible, but at the same time, this Dolphins team we've seen has been very inconsistent. I mean, they kind of got manhandled by the Vikings last week and they beat the patriots but i won't you know i won't bring up your ptsd michael they beat the patriots in a game where they probably shouldn't have beaten the patriots really yeah to say to say the least i would i would agree so it, it, the dolphins it's tough to believe that they're really a true 6 seed fighting like the ravens colts and titans and then we have the browns michael
0: yeah the browns are in the shittiest situation i've ever heard of they need A lot to happen, which is why they have that .9 chance to clinch. Up
1: until, you know, the Steelers beat the Patriots last week, it was very possible. The Steelers just had to lose out, which is tough, but it's a lot easier than what the Browns need to do now. So, in order for the Browns to make the playoffs, I feel like I should explain this. They need to win out, so they play the Bengals in Cleveland this week, and then they travel to Baltimore. They need the Dolphins to lose at least one out of their last two. They need the Ravens to lose out. Which is possible because the Ravens have to play Cleveland, so they got to lose one, and then they ha- they go to LA, which is a very it's going to be tough for them. Then they need the Colts and Titans to lose this week, which they play New York and Washington respectively. And then Michael,
0: then they play each other. In week then 17. they play each
1: other in Week 17. But how can both teams lose, Michael? You might be asking. <laughs> they can't. They can't. Well, but then aren't the Browns eliminated? They're not. They're not. <laughs> the Colts and Titans need to tie Week 17. And I said this to Michael, I have a theory. I think if the Colts and Titans, Ty- if all of this four happens, week 17, the Browns win out, all they need is that Colts and Titans game to tie and the Colts and Titans tie. I I don't know. The Browns tie week one and then another team ties week 17, which makes the Browns make the playoffs. That would be like the craziest like
0: playoff clinching scenario I've seen in my lifetime.
1: 100%. That would be the craziest scenario of all. Not even that, but to to go from zero and sixteen to making the playoffs. That would be crazy. That would be a crazy scenario. And after
0: hi- firing their head coach and offensive coordinator in the middle of the season.
1: Yeah, that that's it, it, It's it's mind blowing. I mean, even the Browns, if they finish eight seven and one and don't make the playoffs, that's still remarkable. Yeah. To do after going 0 and 16. Not digressing that, but just the fact that they're still in the hunt at week 16 when so many teams have been eliminated for weeks now is super impressive. Michael, what do you think? We kind of said this at the NFC. Like, you think week 17, end of it, what do you think the one through six seed are going to be?
0: I think the one through six seed, I think Kansas City probably will hang on. I really don't know what's going to go on with number two because. Houston could very well they, they they're a very good team, they could very well hang on to it, but the inner Patriots fan in me just can't see that happening, and I know that sounds like a really classic Patriots fan thing to say, and I'm really sorry about talking about the Patriots this way for like the past two weeks, like I'm I'm just gonna make it stop after this. But the Patriots have not had a first round bye, I mean, the last time they didn't have a first round bye was in twenty ten. That's that was a long time. Eight years ago. So, it, it really baffles me to, like, think of this. Like, if the season were to end today, the Patriots would be in the wild card. And, but, so, I think that I, I will put, like, the, the Texans and Patriots where they are. I'll keep them at two and three, respectively. But I feel like if there's going to be a change from what the playoff picture looks like right now, it's going to be at that two and three spot right there. Also, I mean, L.A., the Chargers have, like, a very good chance of taking the one seed. So I mean that could interchange as well. The Steelers, I don't know if the Steelers could actually hang on to like the fourth seed. I mean they, the, they have a very good shot of just blowing the division to the to I was the gonna Ravens. say the
1: Ravens could still win the division, which would be crazy.
0: Yeah. The like there they're nothing is set in stone right now. And it's crazy that it's
1: this that it's like so just
0: like not a given
1: right now. And up and in the, in the, it's still crazy it's just as crazy because it's not like after this week it will be yes it could be but a lot of things a lot more things would actually have to happen this week for the AFC playoff picture to be more finite than for it to not be like we're looking at week 17 for there to be so much in the air yeah which is which is wild like it's crazy that it's at much of an anybody's open race. Where you feel like these past few years, the playoff picture kind of at this point, it's more or less the same thing. There's like one, maybe two positions that could finagle around, but everything's set in stone.
0: Yeah. 14 out of 16 teams, th- I mean, teams this week, and shit, Fourteen out of <laughs> you 16, got this. Take two. 14 out of 16 games this week in week 16 are featuring playoff implications. Five of those games will feature both teams that are in the playoff hunt, which is crazy. You you never see something that, like, this close. Yeah. Like, or you haven't seen it in a long time.
1: To, yeah, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. Personally, I kind of agree with you. I think I, I think the Texans will keep a by. I think the Chiefs will probably keep a by. It'd be kind of crazy if the Chargers get the one seed. Pats and Steelers, I think, stay at three and four. I think the Colts will be the sixth seed, though, over the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson, it's going to be very tough because I think LA and Cleveland are very, very tough games as opposed to where Andrew Luck just needs to play the Giants in Indy and then go to Tennessee.
0: So like, you're saying that the Steelers are going to hang on to that yeah, NFC North title? I,
1: I think so because I think the thing is, I think they lose this week against New Orleans, but I think Baltimore loses their next too.
0: I mean, I could see that happening, but... If the Steelers lose this week, that just gives Baltimore more incentive to like go as hard as they can for that. Unless for that if Baltimore
1: title. loses this week, though, because yeah. if Baltimore loses this week, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the thing is, the Steelers aren't going to lose to Cincy Week Seventeen in in Pittsburgh. They're not. You never know that. You, you never know. Jeff Driscoll could come out of nowhere. You're right. You're right. But it's going to be a. It would be a very tough situation for the Steelers to lose that game.
0: Well, you know what. You know, last year, week 17, the Ravens would have made the playoffs if they had won, but the Bengals were the reason that they didn't get in?
1: That's very, yeah, that's very true. Since Cincy could very well do it again this year. C- Cincy could do it again. They could be the reason the Steelers don't make the playoffs this year. That's a very good point, but... We're only on week 16, Michael. Yeah. So we should preview week 16. We'll save that for next week's episode podcast.
0: Yeah. Week 17 will be (laughs) probably a lot of playoff implications. I think like it's going to be a lot more tighter than it is this week just because there's that two game leeway. But when it comes down to that last game, I feel like it's going to be like.
1: It's going to be neck and neck down to the wire. It's going to
0: be neck and neck. But from now, all we can do is just preview the games for Week 16. and I One I week believe- at a
1: time, they say, Michael. Yes. One week at a time. And shall I start with our Week 16 games? I think you should. All right. Well, first off, we have the Washington at Tennessee. The Washington at Tennessee. The Washington at Tennessee. I was debating if I was going to say their name or if I was just going to say Washington. I the said Washi- the Washington. The Washington at, at the ten- Tennessee. <laughs> the Washington are at the Tennessee. And this is a game where both the teams are still in the hunt, like Michael alluded to. It'll be a, it'll be, I think it could be a close game. Josh Johnson is 1-0 as a Redskins starter and the Redskins have finally gone a week after three straight weeks of not losing their starting quarterback. So, you know, we have week two of the Josh Johnson project. However, the Titans did just shut out the Giants last week, which is impressive. The Giants, I mean, they're not a good team this year, but they're not a bad team.
0: Well, I think one of the biggest things that the Titans have, they have like a sneaky good rushing defense. Mm. They held Saquon Barkley to about like 50ish yards yeah. last week and I think the week before I don't even I don't even remember but
1: it was bad. That was the game against the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah, that oh, yeah. Was they,
0: they, they shut down Leonard Fournette and then Saquon Barkley back. to back. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, in the Redskins, we know don't have as good of a running game as the other two teams.
0: Well, they have Adrian Peterson, who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, he'll be a Hall he, of Famer. but He's out, but of, his he's out of his prime, though. And I mean, Derrick Henry has gotten 408 yards in the last two games, which is very impressive after, you know, waiting all season to do so. So it'll be a close game. Yeah. I will say, though, I feel like the Titans have just been very inconsistent this year. I feel like they win these games, but then they lose, like, important games. Yeah. Like... Well, I mean, they're... They got of- smacked by... They they beat the Patriots. Yeah. But then they got smacked by Indianapolis. Yeah. Like a team... back-to-back. Like back. Back, yeah. So, like... I feel like a, like another big loss is just coming because then you know they had their nice game they 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 beat the Jaguars they smacked the Jaguars you know they beat the they beat the Giants but now it's just like all right hold up like they've won way too many good games in the past few weeks when's this bad blow up game like they had her like you know when they beat lost to I think it was the Chargers early in the season or something like when when's this happening again and I think this could be it I think Jay Gruden somehow keeps his team alive and i i'm going with an upset and i'm going to go with the redskins beating the titans because i feel like like i said tennessee is just this weirdly inconsistent team this year
0: well i mean now more than ever they have to be consistent and they know that and i if, if they they, they got to make like a mental note that like mm. it's week 16 they are still in the playoff hunt they could very well fall them into a playoff
1: Spot. Yeah, but who on their team is that leader to help them realize this? They I lost think... Logan Ryan for the
0: year. Yeah, they did, but I think this is where Marcus Mariota has to step
1: up. But do you think he will? I Honestly, I don't think so that's what i'm saying i don't think he does and i think having a rookie head coach makes it tough too because you don't have that you know experience in the head coaching position to tell you guys hey listen we're in the hunt we got to crack down i I think
0: maybe derrick henry could just step in and be that leader because the last two weeks he's been doing very 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 well
1: yeah maybe maybe i mean like i said i think the titans right now are the better team purely just because josh johnson is the washington's is the washington's quarterback (laughs) i did it again I just think though that I feel like the Titans are very inconsistent, and I feel like the Redskins could leave upsetting the Titans right now, and honestly keeping them within a game behind the NFC East title. Yeah, because the Redskins need to win too. If they lose, and what if they lose? I believe the Cowboys win the NFC East. I I think so. too. I think as long as the Cowboys win and the Redskins lose, they win the East. So the the Washington can't afford to lose this game either.
0: Yeah, but I think just because Tennessee is more or less injured at this point, like everyone is on IR for the Redskins. I think Tennessee will pull out a very close win. Yeah. Just to keep themselves alive. Yeah. And I think they they understand that, like, from here on out, they got to be perfect if they want to clinch the wild card.
1: Very true. Very true. It, it'll be tough. I mean, keeping with the uh, wild card trend Michael, you want to talk about our other Saturday night game, which has just as much wild card implications, but yeah. for the AFC more so.
0: Well, yeah, the, the team that's in the sixth seed right now, the Ravens, they are traveling to L.A. to visit the Chargers. The Chargers, I mean, though it's a home game for them, I know we've said this a lot, but the chargers don't really their home games aren't really home games and it's not
1: a knock to the chargers we're yeah. not no it's just that it's Unfo- a knock to their
0: fan base because like they're just not getting out to
1: support them well th- they had that and it's just they they play in a soccer field right now so their max capacity is so low that's true they can't fill seats yeah, they, they People sit on the grass to watch their games. Like, you don't go anywhere else for that to happen. Yeah, it's not like it's Arrowhead where,
0: like, it's specifically designed to make as much noise as possible. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a soccer stadium. So it's very tough, and it'll be—it's tough. But the Chargers still managed to win, though. They still managed to win in these home games, which are basically neutral fields.
0: Yeah. I mean, right now the Chargers are holding on to that five seed. This would be the a wild card matchup. No, actually it would not it, wouldn't. It, wouldn't. it would
1: not Inlet? no it wouldn't be a wild to sorry, match I'm,
0: up. I'm fake news. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Chargers are still pushing for that AFC West title over the Chiefs. The Chiefs need to lose this week against Seattle and the Ravens, I mean, and the Chargers need to win this week,
1: which is very both very doable situations. Yeah. I have that both happening to be honest. Well, yeah,
0: if the Chargers lose this game, Kansas City locks up the division and they also get a bye.
1: So, yeah.
0: But at the same time, the Ravens are only half a game behind the Steelers. So they have to win, too, to stay in this AFC North. This is
1: still Lamar Jackson, though, is the thing. And I mean, he's played well. He's definitely shown us up from the first time when we said he was a project. Still think he has stuff to work on. But he's played well. Just how well is he going to play away in these away games down the stretch with as much inexperience as he has? You don't know. Well, I think,
0: obviously... Two of like the most boggling games for him would have would have had to be at Atlanta, because that's always a scary stadium to play at, and at Kansas City, and he did well in both of those games. Yeah, so I I think I'm 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 just gonna not doubt him this week.
1: So do you have the Ravens winning?
0: I'm gonna say the Ravens are going to win just because they're the hotter team. I feel I, the, I... the the Chargers put up a very good game
1: against the Chiefs. See, I, I think they're a hotter team because of that. I think the Chargers are the hottest team right now. They they took down the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They haven't beaten the Chiefs in nine weeks. This team is riding high. What? I think I think this team has so much moxie and kind of confidence right now going into this stretch. They clinched the playoff burst since, like, 2013, I think. They're ready. I think they, they're going to just roll through these last two weeks, and I think the Chargers will win.
0: Well, confidence is a double-edged sword, as – we all know. I feel that, I mean, just because the Chargers clinched a playoff spot, that doesn't mean they need to, like, slow down. And that's what I feel like they're going to do. They almost lost to Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. The Ravens have had a good. I mean, they've been doing well on offense, but I think the, their spotlight, I mean, the spotlight should be on their defense. Hmm. I. I I mean, I think that's I think the Ravens defense is going to be the deciding factor in this game.
1: It'll it'll definitely be something we have to keep an eye on. But at the
0: same time, like this this game is I feel like if Philip Rivers pulls out a win in at this game, I think that he should no doubt be the MVP this year. I think this is this will prove if he's legit or not.
1: It, it'll definitely decide a lot. Like you said, defense will play a huge factor. Their defense needs to show up uh, for both sides, honestly, to show them down. You, you know, a defense that didn't show up, though, the Cowboys last week, mm. which Michael and I, I feel like we've been hyping up this Cowboys defense for weeks. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we are uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, fan of Esch, fan of the show, as we know.
0: Congrats on the Pro Bowl um, bid as he, well.
1: He didn't make the Pro Bowl. Oh, this he is was, awkward he now. He was snubbed. This is awkward now. He's a fan. of. The, he's going to be so embarrassed, Michael. Oh, shit.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Leighton.
1: God. I'm well, sorry. Well, you should. Layton Van Der should have been in the Pro Bowl, Snub from the Pro Bowl. I mean, yeah, Michael and I have been hyping up this Cowboys defense for the past couple weeks because they've been very good until they played the Colts, in which they were not only shut out on offense, but they lit up, what, 20-something points, maybe 20 points, I believe. Yeah. To the Colts. So, not a good showing. However, they have a much more favorable match at home this week. Against the Bucks, who have kind of been out for a while now, they really have no identity on the defensive or offensive side of the ball.
0: They've been another injury-prone team. They've been a
1: very injury-prone team. We've said that before. And I think this is a bounce-back game for the Cowboys. I think, like I said, they need to win this game if Washington loses to clinch the division. I think this is an easier game. I think they're kind of going to talk themselves up again after, you know, that bad loss to the Colts last week. And I think they're just going to breeze by with the Cowboys not much to say because there's a little bit of playoff implications, but like I said, it's a bounce back game for the Cowboys. Should be an easy win for them. It's they're a play- softball pitch for them. Yeah, they're playing a no identity Bucks team in Jerry's world. I can't imagine Jameis Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come in there and you know shut down. This offense and defense, so I'm going with the Cowboys on this one.
0: I will, I, I will solidly go with the Cowboys too, and I have no further comment on that. Yeah, there
1: there really isn't unfortunately yeah. much to say about that. I think Cowboys win the NFC East on Sunday. Yeah,
0: and I mean at the same time that game is going on, another softball pitch game is going on for a playoff team. The Vikings are playing the Lions in Who Detroit. Who just lost
1: to the Bills.
0: Who just lost to the Bills. I mean, you can't knock the Bills, though, because Josh Allen is...
1: Has been playing very well. He, he's been
0: playing like Mike Vick, apparently. He's, he's
1: been breaking Mike Vick's records. Apparently, he's been playing like Mike Vick. Um, yeah, he, Josh Allen's been playing well. This I'm, isn't about the Bills. This is about yeah. the uh, Lions. I mean,
0: the the Lions are probably going to have to watch out again this week. Last week, against the, against the Dolphins... The Vikings put up nine sacks.
1: Very, that's a lot. If people don't know, (laughs)
0: they're they're first in the NFL right now with forty-seven. And back in Week Nine, when they played the Lions in Minnesota, they put up a franchise record of ten.
1: Just so you folks know, just go. Let's last week. The Vikings had nine sacks against the Dolphins. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders, as a team, have twelve sacks all season. As a team, in sixteen weeks, the Raiders have twelve sacks. In one game, the Vikings got nine.
0: That's just unfortunate.
1: That is is a... You you hate to see it, Michael.
0: Yeah, you hate to see it. If
1: only they had, like, a Khalil Mack on their team, right?
0: Yeah, they should trade for that guy. They
1: should. They should. John Gruden, I know you're a fan of the show as well. You should definitely kind of make some calls for Khalil Mack. I know you have a few first-round picks.
0: Yeah. Back to the Vikings. So, this game doesn't really have that too many playoff implications for them, but... They need to win just to keep that lead over Carolina, Philly, and Washington. And I mean, if they do win and Seattle loses to Kansas City, they jump up to the five seed over Seattle. And that puts Seattle in jeopardy against Carolina, Philly, and Washington. Yeah. So, this is, I mean, all. All games from here on out are must-wins for every team. But every team can't win every game.
1: Yeah, It will be it is good, though. I mean, we saw last week, now new interim OC for the Vikings. Clearly, uh, unlike John Filippo, remember, they have running backs.
0: Yeah, Dalvin Cook has finally gotten Dalvin Cook is
1: finally getting incorporated, which is huge because he had a great game last week. And it kind of shows just how better this offense is when they have a solid running game. So I, I think if they can keep, the, they need they need to use these two weeks to incorporate the running game. As weird as that sounds, because it's week 16, week 17, if they're going to be in the playoffs, the Vikings need to get a solid running game going to improve their passing attack and get ready for the playoffs when they desperately will need that running game.
0: Yeah, this is, this is more or less a game where they can work on that because the Lions have just been really lackluster this season. Not to ma- knock Matt Patricia or anything because he's he's done well in Detroit. I feel it's just you know yeah growing pains. As it's I've growing said pains.
1: I think the Lions will be a much better team next year if they can you know hit the offseason and the draft pretty well. I think they'll be a good team next year. But like you said, it's kind of growing pains with Matt Patricia, and they've just kind of you know they shut Carry On Johnson down this week, so they won't have their starting running back. So they don't even have starters really playing this week. I think the Vikings will, like you said, softball pitch win the game. Yeah, I agree. Unlike uh, the last two, though, this game I honestly struggled to pick who would win this game. I was talking to Michael pre-show when we were kind of getting everything ready. It's the Falcons travel to Carolina, and both of these teams just have underwhelmed. Granted, the Falcons have been hit with the serious injury plague, just like the Bucks. They've lost Edo Smith, Devonta Freeman. You know they lost Keanu Neal. They lost almost all their defensive starters to injury. The, the Falcons, they are a shell of their former Super Bowl team right now. They've had struggles on offense, but the Panthers are too. They might not have had as much of injuries as, you know, besides like Greg Olson mm-hmm. and a few others, but the Panthers just, they just don't have anything going for them. You know, Cam Newton has been injured the last few weeks. Nobody knows what this injury is. It's kind of like people are comparing it to an Andrew Luck situation, you know, a couple of years ago where they think it's that bad. I mean, you notice when he plays these games, his his throwing is just not the same, not the MVP Cam Newton. It's very noticeable. Hell, when they played the Saints last week, their only touchdown was by Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he threw it. He threw the touchdown. He threw the touchdown. Michael and I were watching the game. And we were just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? It wasn't even Cam Newton who threw the one touchdown they had last week. So I really don't know who wins this game. I, I, think, I think the Panthers will come out on top And I purely think that just because of Christian McCaffrey, if I'm being honest, I really think he will solely get the Panthers this win because he has really proven to be a great running back this year where the Falcons defense just isn't much going on. I think he'll be able to run all over them and help Cam Newton out a little bit. And I just think the Falcons, even though they're playing a good matchup against a bad Panthers defense, I think they're weird. No offensive identity with, even though you have Julio and Calvin Ridley and, you know, Tevin Coleman, they're... I don't think they'll be able to still be win this game. I'm going with the Panthers.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm going to agree with that just for a definite reason. I think last game, like last Monday night when um Carolina played the Saints at home, they kind of showed to me like a little bit that they they could do stuff on defense. They were locking down Drew Brees for a good like portion of the game. the The Saints like they did not have like. They were not like slated to win this game. <laughs> they, yeah. Like, going into it, like, yeah, it was supposed to be like an easy game for them, but Carolina made it competitive.
1: Yeah. They, they definitely, their defense definitely made it more competitive than it was until I feel like the fourth quarter, the Saints really came away with it. I just feel like up their run defense was definitely the weakest. I feel like Malik Ingram and Alvin Kamara kind of had their way with the Panthers, where like I do agree, their passing attack was stagnated by the Panthers' defense. I think they were able to kind of slow down Drew Brees, at least more than Drew Brees normally is. Mm. But I feel like that's honestly an effect like Michael and I, I actually said to him when since the Saints played the Cowboys. I really think the Cowboys showed the world how to slow down the Saints. Because ever since that game, Drew Brees before then was putting up like 38-plus points a week. Since then, he's put up, I think it's like 10, 16, and then however much he put up against the, how many? 12. 12. That's crazy. Drew was putting up around 40 points every week before that. Yeah. I really think that the Cowboys kind of showed the world how to slow them down. It's just the Panthers were able to kind of do it, just they don't have a good enough defense to do it Yeah, and win. That,
0: that, that could very well be true. But I, I, I think that, I mean, just because Carolina still is in the playoff hunt, they have to win this game. So yeah. I'm going to take them to win it. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go with the Pan- Panthers to win this as well.
0: Uh, yeah, and I mean, going into the next game, this Which? is this is one of those games, one of the five this week that have both teams in a, in playoff situations. The Texans are traveling to Philly to play the Eagles. This is probably going to be my game of the week. I feel like it's are going we to be. I'm stamping it. Is this? I'm stamping it. We're booking. Michael's
1: it. Michael's game of the week. Yes. All right, lock so, that down.
0: Philly needs to win out to probably make the playoffs. Their best scenario is if they win out and the Cowboys lose out for the rest of this season they the Philly will clinch
1: the NFC East yeah but dude they've got they've got their you know their closing pitcher quarterback they got Nick Foles
0: yeah that's the, he's he's rejuvenated he's he's playing like week two form right now because <laughs> he, he like hasn't played all season but he's just been he's had that arm ready to go he's
1: ready that cannon is ready to go 50 yard bomb to Alshon Jeffrey take two yeah
0: and the Texans if they they need to win to just hold on to that second seat over New England and but History is not on Houston's side here. The Oilers and the Texans combined have never beaten the Eagles. They are are 0 10 all time against Philly.
1: What you're saying is the city of Houston has not beaten Philadelphia. Yes. In football. In football. In football, obviously. So the city of Houston doesn't know what it's like to beat Philadelphia in football. Yeah. So does that mean you have Philadelphia winning?
0: I would say yes, just because Houston is traveling to Philly. Lincoln Financial Field is going to be bumping because like Eagles fans are borderline insane, and this has a huge, huge, huge implication for the Eagles. And at the same time, the Texans need to win this, but I think that they, I, I, I don't think they can pull it off. I think that Philly pulled off an, Philly pulled off an upset against the Rams. Philly did. I,
1: I think though the Rams have kind of hit breaks i mean we'll explain that when you get
0: to the rams game more yeah I think there's a they're, big... con- they're kind of falling apart a little bit but i digress at the same
1: time though the 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 eagles are they they found life they did the eagles kind of found a little bit of motion i i just i i kind of disagree with you i think the texans still win this i think the texans are the better team mm-hmm. also the texans they're playing for a first round bye, which would be huge and the eagles kind of still don't have a solid run game um I think Nick Foles is definitely nice and fresh. Yeah. But I also think their win against the Rams was because, like I said, I don't think the Rams are falling apart. I just think they hit the brakes too soon. Ever since that Chiefs game, they kind of got way too excited about winning the division and just kind of hit stop. So I think that kind of helped the Eagles win. Where the Texans, they've just been hitting the gas all season. I think they're going to dominate the Eagles. I think the Texans are going to win this game.
0: Okay. Personally,
1: personally me, Although we do have on the flip side, you know, maybe not as much of an intense AFC South, NFC East matchup. Still very important, though, and another one that has huge playoff implications is the Giants going to the Colts. The Colts are now hosting back-to-back NFC East teams. They shut out a team last week from the NFC East, the Cowboys, as we've mentioned. But this is a huge game for the Colts because, you know, like we talked about in our AFC playoff picture, they need to win this game to stay in the hunt. They need to win. Especially if the if the Ravens lose, they need to win to take the sixth seed. But the Giants, I feel like, are one of those sneaky teams that have just been kind of ruining parades. Like if you remember, Michael, the Giants beat the Bears a few weeks ago. They did. Which was huge. That that stopped the Bears from, you know, you know, they still can get a first round bye, but it made it a lot harder for the Bears to get a first round bye now because of that loss. Yeah. Nobody thought none of us thought the Bears were gonna lose. We said it. We thought that was an easy win for them. And the Bears lost. So I I really don't want to count the Giants out, especially with, I believe, Odell Beckham Jr. will finally be playing again since that game. So it's going to be a different Giants team. I really hope the Colts at least can expect it. Uh, Like they need to be prepared. I think if the Colts prepare well enough and they can shut down Saquon Barkley, then I think they win. But at the same time, like I said, if Saquon can get the ground game going and kind of put the Colts you know, on the heels of their feet. I think the Giants could win this game and I, I do have them winning. I think it's going to be an upset for them because I think that the Colts might not be prepared for how good of a Giants team this actually is.
0: Well, I'm going to go Colts here because I, I think the Giants are very similar to the Titans in a sense that they're very inconsistent. They beat the Bears, which was probably their biggest win of the season. And then they the next week they shellacked the Redskins. And then after that, they got shut out by the Titans. Like, what does that? What does that say about them? They, they, they just—I I don't even know what happened there. It could have just been their run game that they rely on so heavy that just got shut down, and they just couldn't do anything on offense. But at the same time, like, you—you you can't be doing that.
1: No, you—you you can't. And I—I I mean, I think it's kind of like a situation where. The Colts, I mean, they're they're definitely riding high after shutting out the Cowboys. That's a huge morale boost. Yeah, to shut them out, especially for their defense. Who the Colts defense is good. I mean, they have Darius Leonard, another kind of Pro Bowl snub, I believe. Yeah. Um, but not they. No one has ever really said they've been great this season. So to shut out the Cowboys with you know Zeke and Amari Cooper who've been playing really hot is big. Just like I said, I feel like this Giants team is better than people credit them for. And I think they could come in here and win. Granted, you know the Giants, they they're out. They're playing for pride, but you know at the same time they're you know they still have Eli, who might this might be his last season as a Giant. They've got Saquon, who made his Pro Bowl, who's been playing great. I could see them coming in here and upsetting Indy, and you know kind of stagnating their playoff hopes.
0: I think I, I'm I'm just going to give the Colts credit for just being good this year, and I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're gonna just beat the Giants because the Giants are one of those bottom feeder teams this season yeah
1: I mean I I don't know I mean like I said I don't know if they're really a bottom feeder team I feel like they've got had their weird offensive woes but I I think they're better than people credit them for they'll definitely be better next year just this year, they just 100% yeah they're not
0: they don't they're not clicking together and speaking of which another playoff I mean team looking for a playoff spot
1: also a team that'll be even better next year
0: well, yeah, a team, a, a team that follows both of those criteria uh-huh. are hosting a team that are out of the playoffs. The Browns are hosting the Bengals. The Browns need to win out. They have a crazy scenario, but they're still keeping their chances alive. They looked very good against the Broncos. Baker Mayfield started off very hot and he kind of fell Baker off for May- like a, a little bit. Yeah, we watched this back. game
1: together. I mean, Baker Mayfield probably had, you know, one of his not as good days as a pro, which will happen as a rookie. But the, the key is even with that, he still found a way to win the game. Yeah, he, I what what I noticed from the
0: beginning that he was just going deep for like the most part of like the first half and it worked on the first drive when they scored and then just he just kept throwing bomb after bomb. You can't really do that against like a defense of like well, of I think he was trying to Denver's stretch caliber. the field
1: because then if you notice, I mean especially on the last drive against the Broncos the one that the Browns scored the touchdown Nick Chubb had, I believe, 60 yards on that drive. So I mean, that's gonna it kind of really benefited them in the end because taking these bombs was able to kind of spread apart their defense. So then the Browns were able to just you know run run it down their throats at the end, which killed a ton of clock and scored to kind of put them in a lead. And it was a game where not many people thought the Browns were gonna win. It was a hostile environment, you know, Broncos. It's very tough to play in Mile High, especially. And it was a good a against a good Broncos defense. And I believe they only got one sack and one pressure on Mayfield. The whole game.
0: I think... Um, Bradley
1: Chubb got none. They were both Von Miller.
0: I saw this thing on Twitter, I think, last night. And through week 12, Baker has been hit nine times. And I think in second place, whoever's in second place for hits, has like a, a little on the
1: upside of 20. And those are hits. He's only taken two sacks since then. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, he's been so protected two sacks, very well. seven hits. Yeah. Yeah, he's been protected very well since Freddie Kitchens became OC, and that's been a huge part for their success. Yeah. I think they're just going to roll through this Bengals team personally, especially with Tyler Boyd injured. Yeah, Tyler Boyd got – he
0: sustained a knee injury, I think, last mm-hmm. week, and he's he's not completely out this week, but at the same time, things aren't looking good. I think, like, maybe in the, ne- in the coming days we will see if – he's just going to be out this week or if he's going to play or I know there are like rumors that like he might just be going on IR for the rest of the season, which might be a good thing just because the Bengals are just packing up. That's what I was going
1: to say. I hate to say it, you know, especially for Bengals fan, but at this point, the Bengals are playing for pride too. why risk Tyler Boyd getting, keep getting injured. That's true. Pack him up. You're not playing for anything. Like you said, like, yes, they could, they could stun. They could beat the Browns, eliminate them from the playoffs. They could beat the Steelers the week after, eliminate them from the playoffs but why risk injuries for Tyler Boyd who's been a stud so far pack him up he- let him get healthy that's what you did with AJ Green and stuff let him get healthy for the next season you have Jeff Driscoll starting and that's really it and Joe mixon your team isn't going anywhere for these last two weeks why risk an injury they should just pe- they should just shut him down for the season I agree I, I think so too I-, I this is the
0: Browns game to lose
1: yeah. this is if they lose this game it's on them because they are the better team in every level of the game at this point with all the injuries the Bengals have and the problems they've faced sticking with that kind of trend of games to lose we have the bills going to the pats and you know michael this is the pats games to lose yeah same with the browns this is a team you know the patriots haven't lost back-to-back since december uh in december since 2002 and you know they kind of get another softball they're they're playing the bills at home which Brady hasn't lost to the Bills since 2011. I was, yeah, since 2011. I apologize. Yeah, so 7 years they haven't. And at the same time the Patriots they only need to win one game to clinch the division. That's all they have to do.
0: Yeah, they just win this week and I think the Mi- Patriots, Miami needs to lose this week. No, well. they,
1: I don't even think Miami needs to lose. I think if the Patriots I think if the Patriots win. Yeah, if the Patriots win, that's it because they're 7 and 5. Miami's yeah yeah, 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 you're right. So that's all they have to do. So, I mean, the Patriots are argued as the most disciplined, if not one of the most disciplined teams in the league. You know, there's talks that Brady hasn't been playing as well. He might be injured. Gronk isn't the same. All this, la, yada, yada. Regardless, they're going at home, playing a Bills team who's trying to figure out their identity for the future with Josh Allen, who has played well, but the Patriots are RNA. We cannot lose this game. We're still in it for a first round bye. We're still need to win the division and we lost back-to-backs which we haven't done in forever since Brady was in the beginning of his career. Yeah. I, I but, think this is a game they go in and I don't know then necessarily they might steamroll them because Josh Allen might keep it competitive but I think they win the game.
0: I think so too and what's crazy is the Patriots I think are still in contention for that home field advantage which they will need very, very bad, but I don't think they're going to get it. They've been terrible on the road, but they've been very, very good at home. So as many games as they can just be at home for the rest of the season and into the playoffs, it goes to their benefit. Yeah,
1: a lot needs to happen for them to get into the first round by again. It could, but it'll be tough. But regardless, the Patriots need to take it one step at a time and still clinch a playoff berth by winning this game, which all things considered i think they should be able to do being in new england like i said honestly if it was in buffalo i might be saying it's a lot closer than you think just because of how poorly they've played on the road but it's in new england they don't have to worry about traveling to at least the postseason again i think they'll win and let's move over to our first uh pride game of the week michael (laughs) this is this is this is pride match number one which has no implication for anything
0: yeah this is one of two matchups that just mean nothing (laughs) the jets are hosting the packers The Jets are actually one-point favorites going into this game, which is crazy, considering that the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. It's just kind of like a slap in the face for the Packers as well, but Rodgers had a a groin injury last week, and still there are questions about him playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As far as we can tell now, it seems like Aaron Rodgers will be playing this week, bearing something crazy.
0: Yeah, I think Joe Philbin said as of today, on December 19th, that he is hopeful that Rodgers will play.
1: Yeah, and I think Rodgers will play. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh he's the highest paid quarterback in the league, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. after, by far. <laughs> by by a far margin. You don't tell that you he he is going up to Joe Philbin being like, "Listen, I'm playing." Yeah. Joe Philbin is not going up to Aaron Rodgers and saying, "We're sitting you these next two weeks." That doesn't happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to go up to him, going to go up to the front office and be like, "I'm starting these last two weeks." thank you very much, Yeah, and just walk away. So he'll be playing. I think this is honestly, I feel like this game means more to the Jets. It does. It, it's. I would be shocked if Todd Bowles keeps his job. But bearing that, I think regardless of that, you need to see more out of Sam Darnold. He's played well. This but is
0: it, like a big quarterback matchup for him because Rodgers is probably one of the most athletic quarterbacks and successful at being athletic in the league besides yeah. Patrick Mahomes
1: but like also you just you want to see Sam Donald keep improving these next two weeks even though they're out you want to see his fundamentals and stuff improve and you know the Packers defense hasn't been bad Mike Penton has ranked them pretty you know standard for the league not in the bottom worst they're kind of in the middle ground so this isn't a bad Packers defense. And, you know, I'm just interested to see what Sam, Sam Darnold can do, you know, the the chemistry he can keep making with his receivers, so that going into next year, the Jets could be competitors if he keeps improving. I, I agree. And, uh yeah, so I will say, though, I think this next game has playoff implications, but I might, I, Michael, I think I got to stamp this as a pride match.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, too.
1: No offense to you, Dolphins fans. We've got the Jaguars going to the Dolphins, and... The Dolphins have to win this game. I think they. I think they do win this game. To be honest, I the Jaguars team. I mean, they they basically have said they're getting rid of Cody Kessler. I'm not Cody Kessler. I apologize. Blake Bortles next season, after giving him a contract extension about a year ago. Not only that, there's talks that Tom Coughlin is going to officially overthrow Doug Marone, Even though you know we all assume he's been the head coach here. He's been the puppeteer this whole season, anyways. So this Jaguars team is is a hot mess, shambles. And this Dolphins team, like I said, they have to win out and hope to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but it's not like it's not like this game is really that hype. The Dolphins, they lost badly to Minnesota. It feels like honestly they rely way too much on Kenyon Drake. Michael, if you watch any of their tapes or anything, It just seems like Kenyon Drake really is the nucleus of that team, which I don't think is a very good approach because there isn't much of a passing attack even with Devontae Parker. It begs the question if he'll be on the team next year, especially with the trade talks early. Ryan Tannehill doesn't look like he's a franchise quarterback for them. We know Brock Osweiler is. And this team just has way too many question marks for a team right now that's supposedly fighting for a sixth seed.
0: Yeah. And another thing too, Frank Gore who just got injured last week. Yeah. He his his career may very well just be over just because of his age.
1: Yeah, that that's it like you can't imagine yeah, it's going to be very tough for Frank Gore to play another season. You know, maybe maybe Miami's the place running backs go to die. Adrian Arian Foster did it last season. Frank Gore might do it this season. You never know. Um it's unfortunate Hall of Fame Hall of Fame running backs apparently end their careers in Miami. I'm still regardless gonna give this one to the Dolphins cuz I think they have they obviously have more to play for and I just think this Jaguars team is kind of like a college team at this point like they just they don't seem like they have anything their defense which is supposed to be spectacular doesn't even look like they're trying yeah. like I still have seen highlights from Derrick Henry's performance against them 2 weeks ago and on that 99 yard touchdown there's three Jaguars defenders right around him and they don't even try to tackle him
0: it was a great play on Derrick Henry's part but so 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 poor for the Jag's defense yeah, for that to happen. Yeah. It,
1: it's it's like I said I'm stamping this as a pride match even though the Dolphins need to win it there isn't much to it, Michael. I, yeah, the, the 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 next game is a lot of a pride
0: match too. It's
1: I beg to differ cuz this is there is never a pride match when Nick Mullins is around, Michael. Yeah,
0: Nick Mullins is taking on the
1: NFC North champion, the Bears. Nick Mullins is slaying heads. Nick Mullins took down the Broncos two weeks ago, then he dethroned the Seahawks, then he's about to take out the Bears. Even though the Bears are in the playoffs, he's going to take them out of first round bye contention.
0: I mean, it's just possible considering that the Bears really have not too, too much to play for, but at the same time, if they win out and the Rams lose one more game, the Bears move up to that second seed and have a first round bye. So, that will just make things interesting. But, I mean, they—they they, this is a game that... for This is just a game for them to lose.
1: I don't think this is a gimme for the Bears. I don't think, like, I, Mitch Trubisky... Like, their defense is good, and I, I would be shocked if their defense can't slow down Matt Breida and Nick Mullins. But Mitch Trubisky has been a very average quarterback all season. He hasn't been terrible. Obviously, they're, they won the division for a reason, not just their defense. But he hasn't been great. And I could see the 49ers kind of sneakily holding the Bears from putting up points, especially, like you said, there's a good chance the Bears hit the brakes now. Even though they need to play for a first-round bye, we've seen this happen so many times before where teams win their division and they kind of start slowing down, going cruise control, ready for the playoffs. Yeah. I could see the 49ers winning this game. I, And that's not just because I'm Nick Mullins' number one fan, I promise. I
0: could, I could see the Niners winning. Their offense has been producing a lot Matt, they've, they've gotten George
1: Kittle going way too much <laughs> yeah George Kittle is is lighting up the fantasy scoreboard apparently and Matt Breed has been playing well too now that he's healthy yeah so you know they they definitely have pieces on offense especially looking forward to the next year when they get Jimmy Garoppolo back that'll be huge but I I have to like I said I I don't I think the Bears still win but I think the 49ers keep it close I don't think it's a blowout game I think they're definitely gonna make it one down to the wire I think I, I think that the Bears We'll just cruise. You I think they just they just win. And like yeah, I'm net just gonna no go contention. against
0: everything that I've said, and I just, I just think that I mean the Bears just need they gotta win it. I don't think they're gonna like blow out the Niners mm-hmm. per se, but I think that they're just going to have a comfortable lead the so whole you,
1: time. So you, oh, uh, yeah. See, I don't know, Michael. I don't know about that one. You know, know who's gonna have a comfortable lead the whole time though? Who? I haven't done enough of these all all podcasts. I apologize. The Rams when they play the Cardinals because. As much as the Rams, like we've said, you can tell this team hasn't, they haven't digressed or anything, but the second they won the division by beating the Chiefs, they just hit the, hit the brakes and they're just going two miles an hour right now. And I think it's just the, the rusty gears of having such a young head coach in a young team where they're, they were just, they're celebrating, they're happy, but then all of a sudden, you know, they barely won against the Lions. Then all of a sudden, Nick Foles comes in there and beats them. It, I think Nick Foles beating them was the reality check where they were just like, hold on, like, we're now not going to get home field advantage. We we kind of butchered that away. We need to we need to make sure we keep the first round by kind of like you said with the Bears where they're fighting for the first round by. I think the Rams are sitting here like, hold on, like, we, we can't lose this first round by. We can't be doing that. Even though Sean McVay, I believe in his two years as head coach, has only lost two games on the road, which is crazy they they they're not going to sit here and be like we're we're going to slow down especially against a cardinals team who all they're playing for is to try to keep their head coach still on the team yeah i think this rams team is going to come in and just completely overpower the cardinals and it's not like the cardinals aren't going to try it's just kind of like with the browns Bengals, the rams just have better position players at every level quarterback running back o-line wide receiver you know defensive line cornerbacks, safeties, just every position, the punter, kicker, the Rams just have better positions than the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals are just purely outclassed in this game. I think the Rams will come away with this one pretty easily.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals, I mean, they lost Christian Kirk. They lost um, a bunch of other guys, too.
1: They've they've lost a few pieces, a few players. I mean, they have... Yeah. It's, it's
0: just the Josh Rosen show from here on out. It, it's it, kinda it, like
1: Sam Darnold. There Josh Rosen just needs to kind of show what he has and how he'll progress going into year two.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals are just packing this one up for the season. I I hope that Larry Fitzgerald sticks around for next season. I don't know for sure how yeah. that's gonna go. But I mean I think that I think from these last two games if anyone's going to perform well, it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald obviously is a Hall of Famer, so it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how his, if he sticks around next season as well. I think he might call it quits. It's It's tough to imagine him sticking around when you know they're in a rebuild. He's yeah. at the end of his career. Players at his age, at that stage of the career, they stay in the league to be on winning teams to try to win a championship before they hang it up. He's not staying around to be in a rebuilding phase. that's going to take two, three years. Why would he do that when he has a year, maybe two, if he tried left? So I, I'm I don't think he I don't think he sticks around. But obviously, this isn't the Larry Fitzgerald retirement show. <laughs> yeah, Michael, you know who else might not stick around long is Big Ben.
0: Big Ben, yeah, he's he's been pretty banged up. His whole career. And His whole career. I, I mean, Even in the past couple of weeks, too. He, and, he wasn't really touched at all against New England, though.
1: No, no. I mean, but, but I think that's because of New England's poor defensive line but, play.
0: Yeah, but coming off of their win over New England, the Steelers are traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. This will be another very, very big matchup. And the Steelers don't have the AFC North, or even a playoff spot, for that matter, locked up at the moment. And it'll all be solidified if they win this week. And the Ravens lose, but if the opposite happens, Week Seventeen will be a very, very big defining point for the Steelers because if they lose, they're out of it. They could yeah. very well just be out of the playoffs. They they'll just be gone.
1: Well, you know they'd have to lose to the to the Bengals as well. Yeah, which would be very tough. But they could lose the division, and it's it's going to be definitely interesting to see because the Saints team has been you know like we've said before i've alluded to this whole podcast i feel like they're the key to beat them or to slow them down has been figured out it's just a matter of is the steelers defense good enough and i mean the steelers defense showed that they they aren't really a joke last week yeah they they tj watt was kind of t- making havoc joe hayden balled out i think he had 12 tackles and an interception
0: yeah he was um afc defensive player Play- of the week yeah so- after i wore his browns jersey when we watched
1: the Browns game. <laughs> when we watched it. It <laughs> was, it was foretelling. You know, our friend Tyler wore Johnny Manziel's jersey. We should, we should see how he did on the CFL match this week. <laughs> Maybe he balled out too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a really tough game for both teams, to be honest. If it's in the dome, so it'll definitely benefit the Saints. If Drew Brees can get that offense to being what it was the first half of the year, the Saints are going to cruise by because I don't think the Steelers' offense... Just is as good with it, you know, an injured and old Big Ben. James Conner, I believe he's going to be playing, but he's back from an injury. So it begs to differ how 100% he'll be. He actually just got his first Pro Bowl nod as well.
0: Regardless, Jalen Samuels had a really good week. Jaylen,
1: you're right. So even they do have a nice young core running back group. But I mean, the Steeler or the Saints, I apologize, shut down the Panthers for the most part last week running. So they have a good de- uh, running defense. I'm gonna go with the Saints because I think only because it's at home. I think if it was in Pittsburgh, I might go with the Steelers on this one. But I'm gonna go with the Saints. I think they're winning since it's at home. So I yeah, Saints on this one, and I think the Steelers are gonna have to win Week 17 if they want to win the division. I'm gonna go
0: Saints too. They're number one. They're sitting pretty at number one right now in the playoffs. That, that's the another FC. huge
1: thing too. They need they need to win this game, I believe, to keep to win home field advantage. Well, yeah,
0: they they they're going for that. But if they lose out in these last two games, the Bears have a shot at taking their spot for a first-round bye.
1: Which is crazy. Yeah.
0: The Rams could move up to one, and the Bears could move up to two.
1: Yeah. So like like we've kind of said all podcasts, there's just a ton of playoff mix match that's going around. The The Saints don't even need the Rams to lose this week to clinch home field. They just need to win because they have the tiebreaker over the Rams. So even if the Saints lost, win this week, lose next week, they still get home field. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a big, I, I think that's honestly, I'm stamping it, that's my game of the week. I think this is going to be a huge game. Steelers get another 425 matchup with Tony Romo most likely. So it'll be a big game to watch. I think just as big of a game though honestly is the Sunday night game. Two huge games with AFC and NFC implications. The Chiefs travel to the Seahawks. Both teams had terrible losses last week. You know the Seahawks got completely upset by the Mullins mania. They weren't ready for that train, Michael.
0: Yeah, but it was a trap game.
1: It was a trap game, and Nick Mullins came in, choo choo, and he he shut hustle, Russell the hustle bustle man Wilson down. Fan of the show, by the way. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost with four seconds left to the Chargers. The Chiefs had to lead that whole game until four seconds, and they lost to the Chargers. So both teams need a win. Chiefs need a win to keep the home field advantage at least for right now. Seahawks need a win to keep keep themselves in the in the 5-6 seed so it'll be tough you know me and you talked about this earlier I think it being in Seattle Russell Wilson plays like a different animal in Seattle the 12th man helps out a lot 12th man does on
0: Monday night like a couple weeks ago against Minnesota
1: it does and you know as much as an MVP season as Mahomes is having this Chiefs team just looks different without Hunt they just do and you know like we've said obviously Hunt needed to go not saying that they made a mistake But just when you lose a top five running back because of the stupid decisions he made and you're forced to now sign people off of free agency and, you know, rely on Spencer Ware, who's barely gotten touches the past two years because he's been recovering from an injury, it's very tough. So they've really been one dimensional a lot these past few weeks and it's shown. And now they're going to have to go up against a good Seattle, you know, offense and defense there's the Seattle offense I believe still is still the number one rushing attack in the league they could very well I I believe they are still. I checked before the game I so you know the the Chiefs defense we know is one of their weakest links on the team their defense isn't that great so now to have to play away on the road and expect to shut down this kind of three-headed dragon of the Seattle defense is going to be tough on top of Russell Wilson playing well I'm going to be honest I'm going to say the Seahawks win this game. I don't think it's because Patrick Mahomes plays poorly, because I think Patrick Mahomes will still have a great game. I just think Seattle wins, and I think the Chargers move to the one seed at the end of this week.
0: I'd like to see Seattle win. I think the Chiefs are obviously not the underdog here. And this will be a huge test for Patrick Mahomes. It'll be a very close game again, but I think they'll probably pull it out. Yeah. Just to play it safe, I'm going to go with the Chiefs.
1: And now... To end the holiday special with our holiday Christmas Eve game. Yeah, we have... The most
0: exciting (laughs) one. The marquee matchup of the Broncos visiting the Raiders. Of course, I got both games that have no playoff implications (laughs) for this week. There's really nothing to talk about this game. This might be the last game. it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, but we're all going to be gathered around with our families, and we're going to be watching this
1: game. Eating some nice ham. Opening gifts from hey, grandma while we, we don't eat
0: we don't eat meat on Christmas Eve, Cage. I you think, don't. I think that's a I think that's a religious thing. I don't Is that know. a thing? I don't. I don't know. This isn't Michael. Th- that's, off that's off topic. That's off topic. That's off topic. But the Raiders. This might be their last game in Oakland. And a cool tidbit that just broke about 15 minutes ago from when we were recording this. Literally, like while we're recording right now, I just looked down on my phone. Nathan Peterman is signing with the Raiders.
1: Get out of here. I did not know this. Schefter just dropped that. Nathan Peterman is back, folks. This changes everything. The Peterman Show is back. This changes everything. He's not going to be involved in this game
0: whatsoever. You never know. You never know. Quarterbacks can't learn systems in a week. But he's Nathan Peterman, Michael. Also, he has three days, three, four days to
1: prepare. All right, Michael, I have a serious question about this game. Yes. Over under, how many Santas do you think you'll see in the stadium?
0: At the black hole.
1: At the black hole. How many Santas?
0: I will say 150. 150? I'll say 150, because Raiders fans like to get really dressed up. And I think the there'll be more.
1: I think there's going to be an unprecedented amount of Santa Clauses in that stadium. Unprecedented. I think. I think you're just going to. I think there's going to be Rudolphs in the parking lot, just chilling. I think there's going to be. I'm going to say 400 Santas, in the stadium. I don't know. I think so. And I think that's the most excited thing I'm looking forward to in this game.
0: Okay, here's the thing, though. Like, a bunch of years ago when I was little, I went to, I think, the Patriots playing the Jaguars in Mm -hmm. Foxborough on Christmas Eve. Mm
1: -hmm. There were not that many Santas. Okay, but the thing is, though, like, I feel like us New Englanders don't appreciate the costume getup for for games as much as Raiders fans. I feel like
0: New Englanders and people on the East Coast kind of get into the holiday spirit more because it's actually cold or snowy unlike the west coast in oakland
1: true true i don't know i just i have this gut feeling that there's gonna be a lot of sleeveless santas there's gonna be a lot of those sleeveless santas I think there's going to be I I you know I'm excited to see the Santas in the stands. Yeah, Monday night. I mean that being said, Broncos are going to win. <laughs> that being said, Nathan Peter. I know I think the Raiders are winning. I'm going with that. hearing Nathan Peterman is on this team. All hinges are off. I think <laughs> balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Broncos, dude, they're playing for pride now. Browns c- cut them out of the playoff picture. I'm going with the Raiders on this one. John Groon's going to get a nice Christmas present. <laughs> Even though he's been bad this year.
0: Cage, I have an important question to ask you now that we're done with our previews. What cookies are we leaving out for Santa?
1: Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Glad you asked that question. So for me, I'm getting ready for Santa to come. I'm really excited. You know, got my nice Christmas list up, all the things I want. I've got some new pairs of socks I'm looking forward to. Why are you
0: giving Santa your Christmas list on Christmas? well he can't he can't make that happen like like that
1: i'd like to think he can
0: he's not that magic
1: (laughs) well he's magical to me regardless fine i'll leave a christmas list and a note apologizing for the short notice (laughs) amazon one day shipping (laughs) amazon one. yeah i i'd like to think santa has amazon prime michael i don't know about you but we live in a day and age where everyone's got amazon prime santa definitely has some prime with him regardless (laughs) amazon doesn't even sponsor us why are they why are we giving them free airtime true never mind don't cookies 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 cookies. (laughs) anyways grandma de she's been making some really nice christmas cookies for santa and you know what these cookies are shaped like michael what are they shaped like they're shaped like antonio brown and juju smith schuster those are some really detailed cookies they're they're, they've got antonio brown weird lego hair and they've (laughs) got juju on his bike grandma's a very intricate cookie maker but that's not all there's two batches there's two the other batch has marshawn Lattimore and eli apple Really? Yeah, my cookies. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to Marshawn Lattimore and Eli Apple versus A, B, and Juju. And I think Santa is too. Santa's excited to go chowing down on those cookies is all I'm saying. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Marshawn Lattimore, you know, the previous defensive rookie of the year last year. Eli Apple kind of busted out in New York, but he's been playing well for the Saints. He had a pick last um, Monday against the, the Panthers. He's been playing well. And honestly, if they want to win this game against the Steelers, they need to lock down Ab and Juju because both of them are number one wide receivers, and they're on the same team. So I'm definitely looking forward to see who's gonna get the edge in this game. I'm gonna go with Marshawn. I'm more excited about the, the that uh cornerback cookie over the wide receiver. But regardless, I think these are gonna be some really good cookies. Santa's excited for. How about you? Those are some good cookies. Um, mine. I don't know. I kind of I kind of left
0: the cookies in too long. You know when like. You, you, you put the cookie dough too close to each other, like on the pan, oh, and then like, oh, it just I cooks it all It just together. makes
1: a whole pot, like a pan of cookie. I've done that before. It's terrible. Well, that's
0: mine. It's a, it's a whole smorgasbord, and it's similar to the three-headed dragon that we have in Seattle, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson, and Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. That running back court, I feel like, rejuvenated Seattle's offense when they played Minnesota. That was a huge game for them. A couple weeks ago they put up 156 yards altogether but it kept minnesota on their toes i feel like if the if the seahawks want to make a difference in this game and they want to if they want a statement they want to make a statement against the chiefs defense they got to get that running back core going
1: yeah they that that that's a that is a you're right that's a smorgasbord of cookies i feel like i've got to take a spatula and just kind of you know take it off the whole pan with that one over there but that could be you know that could be a good cookie santa might like just one big cookie you never know you never know he's a man of many sweets if you will (laughs) But uh, yeah. Anyways, those are those are our cookies of the week. Not only that, those are our Christmas cookies of the week, as Michael alluded to. Yes. And I think this is time to kind of wrap up our holiday season, Michael. I got a couple gifts I got to wrap. I don't know about you. I do too. Got to go gotta si-
0: still do my shopping.
1: Yeah, got to go sit in traffic. We like to procrastinate here at First and Ten. But hopefully you enjoyed, Michael. Did you have fun today? I had a lot of fun. I'm as in the always. holiday spirit, just as always. Like to you know, if you enjoyed, don't forget to now follow us, subscribe for free on Apple. Give us a five star And rating. on Spotify, yep. Five star rating, please. We'd much appreciate it at first and then the and symbol ten for Spotify and Apple. Or if you're listening on our website, we appreciate that as well. You can also check us out on Facebook at first and then the and symbol ten and then Twitter, which is first and number ten pod. At first and number ten pod. My name is Cage Apollo. I'm joined by my co host Michael Clement here. And uh Hopefully you enjoy your holiday season, folks. And to all, a good night.